This is the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. Join Paul as he chats with today's green industry experts and leaders about how to build a successful business and live a purposeful life. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. What is up, everybody? Back in the studio, connected with Mike Pletz. Did I say it right, Mike? You got it. Okay. Second time's good. Uh, off air, I really butchered that. I was like, so, Mike Peltz, how you doing? He's like, oh, it's actually it's Pletz. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, it's good to have you from Toronto, Canada, joining the Green Industry Podcast. Yeah, Paul, I appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, well, we appreciate you. You just uh, joined the team uh, sponsoring the show with your How to Hardscape podcast. We're going to be running those ads uh, in the future. Tell us a little bit about that show. Yeah, we started the How to Hardscape podcast last year. Uh, just trying to get information and, uh, you know, knowledge out there from industry experts, things that we've learned ourselves uh, to just, you know, try to better the industry and help people grow their businesses. That's awesome. So how many episodes y'all got? We just released episode 20 and we're about to go on a spurt of releasing episodes. So, you know, hopefully uh, hoping to follow in your footsteps of 100 episodes. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I, I set the goal for 100 and uh, last night we accomplished it. It was getting wild in here. I, um, we got uh, sparkling water from uh, this. It's like not Pellegrino. It was the offset version. And uh, it must it because it was shaking around in my truck when I opened it. It shot everywhere just like it was champagne. So we were celebrating uh, with our yeah, with absolutely. Our water. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I heard that episode. I listened to it and. Uh, I'm happy I got in there with the sponsorship just for your 100th episode. That was a goal of mine when I first uh, started listening to your podcast. Wow. Well, there you go. Speaking of sponsors, thanks to today's show sponsor, Jobber. Jobber is your business's command center. The easy-to-use app powers your sales, operations, and customer service all in one place. Thanks to our new sponsor, and we're going to hear from Mike, not Pelts, but Pletz, <laughs> coming up today. We appreciate you, and we're going to uh, hear more about what you guys are doing up there in Canada. That's two sponsors from Canada. Jobber's from Canada. You're from Canada. Julio Tomei from the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. He's from Canada. Hey, Julio, when are you going to sponsor the show, bro? We'll have the trifecta uh, from Canada there. And uh, also, thanks to Caleb Allman. He's out of Columbus, Ohio. And he is another, we're going to talk about him in a minute, Mike, but he's another hardscaper guy. And uh, he sells those courses on how to install retaining walls, how to install, um, uh, Marty's not here, so I forget this stuff, retaining walls. And how to install pavers. Uh, I'm solo again today, this afternoon, guys. Marty's at his other gig, which is a disaster for the show. But anyway, we will move on, and uh, thanks to Ring Lawn Care. So there we go. Well, Mike, what's going on in Canada, eh? Oh, it's, uh, it's a little bit chilly here today. Uh, the sun's out, though, so, you know, we're, we're happy about that. Yeah. What's uh, the temperature up there? Do you guys do Fahrenheit or Celsius in Canada? Oh, no, we do Celsius. Uh, I think we're at about negative five degrees Celsius. I have no idea what that is Fahrenheit, but uh, it's, it's been a pretty mild winter, so I can't complain. Yeah, so if you, so you have to wear a coat if you go outside, or what, what is it out there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh, okay. Coat all winter long. There's, it's rare that you, know, you get a day up here in Toronto uh, during the winter that you're not wearing a coat. Wow. Well, yesterday in Georgia, it was, I, I don't know Celsius. I didn't pay attention in science that great, but, or whatever that would have been, math class. But Fahrenheit, we had, were at 70 degrees Fahrenheit in Feb, February 11th yesterday. So I'm out in my shorts, T-shirt, cleaning my truck. I'm trying, there's a girl I want to ask her on a date very soon. So I'm just trying to get everything in order. So I, I mean, I deep cleaned that truck and got out, you know, got rid of all the French fries and whatever's under the seats and uh, got an air freshener, one of them purple tree ones that smell like a new car scent. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm preparing for it. Yeah. You got to shoot your shot, right? I, I've been listening and I, okay. I think a lot of people are ready, ready for you, man. Well, a lot of people are cheering me on. I just, I'm yeah. trying to, uh, I, I, I honestly, I, I might have some competition. It looks like she might be, I don't know if she's talking to somebody else or whatever. So I'm just trying to have that perfect timing and, make my uh request i'm thinking coffee is like coffee's like not you know that's like casual enough that it's like yeah let's grab a cup of coffee i mean i feel like you know hopefully she'll give me the opportunity you know what i mean mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Is, is she an adventurous girl? Like, what, what do you know about yeah, her? Like, I, I'm maybe, trying like, to be. I listen. I listen. You guys are so. You guys are so crazy out there. I, I'm keeping a tight <laughs> lip. You would be shocked how much the uh, the. Uh, I get a lot of DMs, but the most the DMs are about is this girl, and like every there's a lot of people cheering me on. So I'm I'm keeping it tight lip because there's guys out there that any little nugget I get, they're gonna put the clues together and. Whatever. So I, I gotta be I gotta be careful. But I um I wrote down these quotes. Seize seize your divine moment. Uh, you'll never know what could have been if you don't do it. That's that one that got me. You'll you'll never if I don't ask her out, then I'll never like you know, I mean I wanna be in a nursing home one day and been like, Man, what would have happened if I would have asked her to coffee? Because I would never have known. So I'm ask, I'm doing it. It's just I'm trying to get the right timing. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, man. So what? Tell tell us about. Um, we're going to talk about your podcast uh, in the show, but tell us about your actual hardscaping company. When did you start? What, what's going on? Give us give us for those who don't know, Mike Pletz, not Pelts. Tell tell us a little bit of your backstory. So yeah, my backstory in the hardscaping industry starts back in two thousand seven or two thousand eight. Uh, I'd been working for a grocery store company and uh my manager came up to me and said hey i know you're a hard worker um i i know you want more hours we can't give them to you here but my husband has a job you'd be driving a forklift in a tractor and i i jumped all over that opportunity and uh you know i started working for this hardscape supplier so i was on the supplier end of things i uh, learned so much from those guys uh, i stayed there for many years actually and, uh, you know, as soon as I started there, I, I dove right into the products. I, I knew all the products. I knew, you know, the specifications, how to install them, and got the hands-on experience right away because they were redoing their uh, their front area display. So right away, you know, I was learning so much about the industry. I was learning about the installation. I was helping customers that came in. And, uh, you know, I just developed from there. I was always curious, uh, you know, when sales reps came in and, and selling uh, landscape lighting and, and these gas fire pits and all these different features that come along with hardscaping. I was always curious, always asking them how do you install it, you know, getting right into that. So it got to a point where I was doing side work and I was doing so much side work that I was making, you know, four times the amount of money I was at this job, wow. just working uh, one and a half days on the weekend. So like, it, it just didn't make sense for me to continue at this supplier. And they were super supportive of me because I'd worked there for, I think like six or seven years. And, and they were super supportive of me doing the side work and getting the experience and, and just supporting me when I went off and did my own thing that when I did jump off and do my own thing, you know, they were throwing me work left, right and center. And I, I didn't have that, that problem of, you know, finding the right work. Um, you know, and, and that comes with building this relationship with them over, over many years, obviously. Wow. So let me make sure I'm on the right timeline. 2002 ish to 2008, you were at the grocery store or you were at th those were the years you were at the um, supplier. And then, uh, and then, so 2007 or 2008, I started at the supplier. Oh, so you uh, started I at then. The grocery store. Got yep. you. So then you yep. did that for six years. Then what year did you actually start your own company? Like, uh, tell us that. Yeah, so I started my own company. I think it was around uh, 2014. I kind of went like really full time into selling hardscaping jobs. Uh, I didn't fully leave that, that uh, hardscape supplier until about 2015. So coming up on about five years of operating my own business. Wow. So you're doing, you're doing um, hardscaping projects on the side while you still had a, a, a small, humble income from the supplier. And then you got to the point where you're like, you know what? I, I can just have all my hours of 168 hours of the week you know, back in my plate and just run my own show here. And you, you, you made that leap in 2015. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I waited too long, but I, I was happy with, you know, the, the relationship that I made with that supplier and they're still my friends to this day. Uh, even some of them have moved on from where they are and working at other suppliers. So now I have like more of a reach in my area, 
But uh, yeah, I mean, I was working, the hours were 56 hours a week at that supplier. So I was working Monday to Saturday. Wow. And then on top of that, after I worked on Saturday, I went right into, you know, doing that side job. So I worked 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturday, went right away to the job site, worked until it got dark, even sometimes into the dark. Wow. And then woke up bright and early Sunday and worked wow. at least 14 hours. So let's get this uh, clarified. You made the phrase, you waited too long. And a lot, I mean, I don't know how many episodes of my show you listened to, but we talk with a lot of folks that, uh, for example, Randy Cummings was on a recently 56-year-old. He got fired. So he's like, I got to go now. Like, I don't have, there's no, there's no, uh, timing issue other guys are like well i don't know when i should jump when i should go full-time when i should quit my job and go full-time and you're saying in hindsight you wish you would have jumped sooner i'd say it's it's debatable um you know there's a lot of different factors that come into play when you are making that decision and there's no one size fits all to anybody that that is out there trying to make that decision you know, I've got a wife, so obviously that comes into play. And, uh, and, and you know, there's something to be said about working a full-time job and having that, uh, that predictable income coming in. But then there's something to say about those people that aren't fulfilled or aren't happy at that full-time position and, and want something beyond that. And, uh, you know, I, I think I did the smart thing when it comes to lining up those side jobs and, uh, you know, proving the concept to myself and I guess to my wife that, you know, I can do this and it, it, it's going to bring us in more money. And obviously there is going to be those downtimes in the economy when they come. But uh, in the long run, this is, this is probably the best thing for us. Wow. Now, does she work in your company or does she have a job or she's, what's her uh, career? She, she works for a company. So she doesn't work for uh, us. I think, um, I think it's best. Uh, I guess maybe in our relationship that we don't work together full time, but also, I mean, I'm all about uh, diversifying our, our income where that's coming from. So, you know, both of us being uh, inputted into the hardscape industry that, that, uh, you know, renovation type industry is kind of not good if, if there is a downturn in the economy. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm just, I I live in a warm climate where we don't have winter. I mean, we, we have one day a, a year it will snow if we're lucky like it's a it's a it's a big deal but there's a lot of years it doesn't even snow and there is no i mean there's they call it winter but it's you know in the 40s or 50s outside that's the you know the, the uh the cell, or fahrenheit that's the harsh winters in atlanta but i'm sure up in toronto do you guys work year round or, or you can't probably be doing installations if there's snow all right no, absolutely not. We shut down. Uh, yeah, we shut down when when it's you know it's a suitable time to shut down. When the winter comes, and then we start back up in the spring once it's uh, a suitable time again to to get going. Wow! So you got to make your money in in the um in the on season in the in the peak season there. Mm-hmm, absolutely, and uh, you know it's definitely all about knowing your numbers and, and calculating that correctly that you don't uh, over budget the amount of time that you've got to a lot to making back those numbers and uh, you know something I'm really passionate about yeah well coming up I want to hear all about knowing your numbers that's the the biggest phrase theme um, that we chat about on this show that it doesn't matter how I mean Amazon and Apple and these companies that have ridiculous money uh, down to the guy that's just starting and he's in his, you know, it's just a one man show, no matter how big or small you are, you, you, if you're going to be successful long-term, you have to hone in and know those numbers. So we're going to dive into the details of knowing your numbers coming up. But first we'd like to uh, hear a little word from Caleb Allman of what's going on at Allman Landscape. Are you interested in becoming a professional hardscaper? The How to Install Pavers 2.0 comprehensive guide will teach you everything you need to know from site logistics to final paver install. Caleb Allman and his team focus on the installation knowledge of excavation, base installation, compaction, and more, all to accepted guidelines. Allman Landscape has over 20 years of industry experience and they reveal their best tips and secrets with over two hours of paver installation content. This video and their How to Install Retaining Wall Comprehensive Guide is available at howtoinstallpavers.net. 
That's howtoinstallpavers.net. What's happening, everyone? This is Mike from How to Hardscape to say that we are proud to be sponsoring the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. I am the host of the How to Hardscape Podcast, where we are dedicated to bringing you the most valuable content in the world of hardscaping as we interview industry leaders and experts to talk on a wide variety of subjects that will help expand and master the services you offer to improve your business. You can learn more at howtohardscape.com and find the resources that we have created there, including our budget and estimate spreadsheet that will help you know your numbers better and to ensure you are covering your expenses with every estimate sent out. Once again, that is howtohardscape.com. Hey guys, Paul here, and I want to tell you about how using the CRM Jobber has increased efficiency and organization in our business. I remember those days of chasing the checks, the old checks in the mail. (laughs) No, it's not. Oh, and wasting time trying to collect those payments from our customers. Well, now that we use Jobber, we have our customers' cards on file and we get paid faster, a lot faster. Like immediately after the job's done, we charge the card or in some cases, we charge it the first of each month. Now, this helps cash flow and it reduces a ton of stress. Jobber's offering a free trial. If you just want to try it out and see if it's a right fit for your business, we're going to leave that link in today's show's notes. Click on the link and just navigate Jobber and uh, check it out if it's the CRM for your company. All right. Uh, Did you like that commercial yourself there, Mike? (laughs) It was really weird to hear that in my ear. It's a rarely familiar voice coming in. Yeah. Well, I do a lot of uh, commercials in Atlanta, so I'll be driving and I'll hear myself on the radio in Atlanta and it it weirds you out. It, it, It really weirds you out. I was at the bank. Definitely. I was at the bank the other day. I normally don't go in the bank. Uh, rarely. Um, mainly because I'm afraid. Like, what if I go in there and there's a robbery? You know what I mean? So <laughs> if I ever go to the bank, I go through the uh, teller, like the drive-up window. But um, normally, I, if I have to go, I go to the ATM. But I had to open a uh, a new savings account for quarterly taxes. For it. things are getting kind of crazy with all the different things I got going on. So my, I basically had to make a, a new savings account. If you listen to Mike McAllowitz, you understand the, the, the profit first savings accounts, quarterly tax type deal. So the lady's like, Oh, you have to come in. You can't do it. Um, over the phone or in the window, you had to come in and sign the documents to open up the savings account. So I walk in and the bank teller, she's like, I need your ID. And, uh, I, I give her my ID and she's like, Oh, you're Paul Jameson. She's like, I listen to you on the radio. I was like, cool. <laughs> Oh, so anyway, I, I felt famous for about one minute because <laughs> then all the other bank tellers, you know, over there whispering, like, whatever. I don't know what they were saying. It's like, have you ever got a pedicure and all the chicks start talking about you? Do you uh, all the ladies, when you, do you get your Manny Petty or you don't do that? No, no, no. I, okay. I just heard on, on one of your previous episodes, you're talking about getting the, the Manny Petty done and. No, I, I can't say I have. I, I my wife's tried to get me to do it, but uh, it, what's what's so good about it? Well, it's first of all, you sit in one of these chairs, and uh, it, it like massages your back, it massages your calves. It's like a full on body massage, you know, in the chair. And then you put your feet in this hot water. It starts off so hot, and these girls they don't talk English really. They're like too too hot, too hot, too hot. Oh, and then they start talking to each other in a different language. You don't know what's going on. But then they start massaging yeah. your feet and your legs and they, you know, they get your toes. Uh, it's not like they color it like a girl. For a guy, they just, they use this file thing and I don't know, it, it feels good. And then they, I go usually once a year, every, right before the spring. I'll probably go actually here in the next week or two. And um, that way my, you know, my fingernails and my toes, they look decent. If, if things progress with this girl, she'll, you know, she'll think, oh, he's got good, excellent hygiene. You know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. I, I'm too afraid to do that. I don't think I could do it. Why? Well, why? Well, that's the thing. Why not? What What are you afraid of? Uh, I think you know somebody touching my feet. I, I think uh, I'm too ticklish. I think I might uh, boot them in the face or something. Yeah, no. It's the the, the thing. They got this like callus thing remo- remover. Once they yank that out, I start tickling because they'll they'll uh, that thing really tickles you. And then they'll start laughing. Oh, he ticklish. And then all the other ladies start laughing. Oh, ticklish. So whatever. But I mean, then like occasionally, like I, I all I, like I, my big thing about working is I always wear work gloves. I'm just, 
100 percent of the time i wear work clothes but even sometimes like if we're doing black mulch installation or something like that even if i'm wearing gloves my fingernails will get all messed up um so mm-hmm. sometimes if it's like a bad situation like that i'll go but um Back to no see Marty's not here today, so I I've been this is my second episode of the day without Marty. So I get when he's here, he usually yelling at me like "shut up about your darn <laughs> pedicure" and start talking about knowing your numbers. But he's not here, so we're supposed to be talking about knowing your numbers. Instead, we're talking about pedicure. So uh, <laughs> he's always, I'll, I'll go down that rabbit hole any day with you. Oh uh, we, well, we can talk about anything. He's always, he always, he's a, he's a good businessman. This isn't his only gig. So he's always, he's got negotiating power. So he always tells me how valuable he is and he's trying to get a raise and all this. And then I'm like, I not give it to him. But then I'm like the shows where he's not here, it's a disaster. And then he's like, just look when I'm not there, how, how bad this thing falls apart. So anyway, we, <laughs> we, we need Mr. Producer uh, back to knowing your numbers before we really. Uh, fall off the cliff here man tell us a little bit about your journey of uh did you always did you because you had some time to kind of learn hardscaping mike did you start your business pretty you know understanding your numbers pretty well out of the gate or did you make a bunch of rookie mistakes like a lot of us you know starting out of the gate when i started my business i definitely knew my numbers i knew how to kind of factor that in to uh to every estimate i sent out there's some some minor things that I've changed throughout the years to, you know, include uh, some different numbers into that to make sure that I'm covering all my expenses. But that came from, you know, learning because I was always doing it on the side. Like, obviously, my first job that I quoted when I was working on the side, I should have got paid much more for that. And uh, and I learned throughout that process so that when I was ready to start my business, I knew my numbers and I knew I was going to be, you know, profitable. I was going to be covering all those all those expenses that come with owning a business. Wow. And then, so that was 2015. So you, you, you had a good start cause, cause you had a little foundation and then what's all this I've, I've been hearing on your show about, um, you got budgets and spreadsheets and, and, and figuring out your numbers. Explain that to me, how, how you've, um, how that's developed. Yeah. So over the years I've kind of put, um, just trying to create a system around my estimating so that when the time comes in the future, if I want it to come, that somebody can take over mm-hmm. the system or the process of estimation that they don't need to be picking my brain about, you know, how long is this going to take us to do and uh, how, how much is our overhead expenses for this amount of time on the, on the job and how much should I be, you know, including in the estimate when I, when I put it out there, just trying to create a spreadsheet throughout the years and refine it over the years to include all these things that would be asked of me. And, uh, and, and I've created a, a fairly user-friendly version of the spreadsheet that, uh, that's available to everybody uh, if they want it at, at our website. Uh, we have a simplified version of it if they just register for our newsletter and then a more complex version of it that you know, incorporates a lot if, if they want to check it out on our website. So how much is your, your regular job? Uh, if you're going to go out, you know, the most regular work you do, what, what kind of project are you doing and what's the price point for the customer? So we are, we're still a really small company and I, I like it that way, at least for now. Um, I'm, I'm really, I would say I'm a cautious person and the amount of growth that the economy has been on in you know, the, the past 10 plus years, uh, we're definitely due for a downturn. So definitely being really cautious and more focusing on my profit at this point, mm-hmm. rather than growing my business. So we are still a very small company uh, in comparison to, you know, what I'm seeing on Instagram and all of this. So when it comes to what's our, what's our project, our, our specific, you know, project that's going to make us the most amount of profit, we do everything from small front, uh, front entrances to driveways to smaller, I would say, outdoor living spaces in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we do projects everywhere from $3,000 to, I would say, up to about $25,000. Uh, that kind of project is our most profitable uh, amount. And uh, anything above that, we may take on or we may send it to somebody else that, you know, I, I've made a lot of contractor buddies over the years from working at the supplier 
that I'm able to feed them with the larger scale projects and they're able to feed me with the, the smaller scale projects. Oh, that works out great. Now, are we talking Canadian dollars or how, how, isn't it different up there? I was talking to Julio Tomei about some things and he was saying that you guys got like Canada money is different than U.S. money, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, I don't know what the conversion rate's at right now. Uh, maybe times it by... Oh, I, actually, I don't know. He times the American dollar by 1.3, I think. And okay. the, that's the Canadian dollar. Okay. And the rates you gave me yeah. were Canadian or American? Yeah, that was Canadian. Okay. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. So then what's your what's your profit margins? Let's say, uh, let's take a driveway, for example. Someone wants a driveway. What, 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 what do you um, aim for in your profit in that? You know, if we aren't making uh, 15 to 20% profit, we're probably doing something wrong or we're taking too long on the job. Mm-hmm. So what, what's your goal to hit? Oh, the goal would be 25%. Okay, and again, 25. like we're, we are a smaller company, so we don't have the same overhead expenses right, right, that these right. larger companies have. So we're, we're probably operating at a, at a larger profit point. Uh, but then again, like that, that takes into factor that all of my numbers, including my salary coming out of the business. So oh, wow. that profit percentage is after my salary that I take on yeah. after the, the wages that I'm paying my guys and the overhead expenses and, and the material cost that goes into that job. Wow. So that's just profit for the company. So if you're doing a $10,000 job, that's $2,500 profit. And that's not counting. You've already gotten paid out of that as the owner draw. It, yeah, absolutely. And and now I'm taking a small salary out of the company right now just to keep as much money in the business as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, that salary is enough to, to hold me over for the year. And as well as my wife working, you know, we're in a good position to keep as much money in the business as possible to be ready for when we want to continue to grow the business. Uh, because we're not ones to take on debt and uh that scares me at this point. And, you know, we want to hold as much money in the business to be ready to grow when we are ready. Yeah. Well, that's, that's music to my ears, man. I, I think that people don't calculate the risk with debt. And I, I'm paying off my debt right now. Once it's completely paid off, I mean, come on. I, I don't, I don't want to go back into that trap. It's uh, I want to have money, not debt. So uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's music uh, to my ears talking about your show. Uh, the How to Hardscaping podcast. Why'd you start it? You've got 20 plus episodes. How, how's it going? T- tell us a little bit about the uh, How to Hardscape show. And before you do, I want to tell everyone, like, these numbers, like, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm, for 10 years, I've been cutting grass and making cash and, you know, doing landscape installations. But I've always just been intrigued with fellows like yourself and Caleb Allman. And I'm like, man, you just made $2,500. I'm assuming that took what? Two days, two day project. Uh, 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 how how many days does your projects usually last? No, if if it's a driveway, that's going to take us at least three days because okay, we are days. again a smaller crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but still, you make that, and 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 a lot of times, I mean, if you're lawn mowing, you could cut the yard forty times for the season, and maybe you're making two thousand five hundred profit, but you're going forty times versus just three days. So I just, I, I see, and I'm not, obviously there's, you know, thousands and thousands of people that feed their family and make a living and enjoy it. And, enjoy, you know, it, it's, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm completely for lawn mowing and um, landscape installations. I'm just trying to point people that there's also a world out there with a lot of money to be made if you're passionate about front, porches and driveways and outdoor spaces in the backyard and, and, and learning that. And so I'm, I mean, there's, there's a business model that will be profitable, whether you're high volume cutting grass, whether you're, you know, a design and installation with sod and plants and trees, or whether mm-hmm. you're doing the outdoor living spaces. So I'm, I'm, I don't have the experience you guys have, but I get that it's a great business plan. So with that being said, tell us yeah. about the how to hardscape podcast. Well, just, Sticking with kind of what you said there, Paul, uh, you know, hardscaping, the install itself is is our lowest level of profit for our business. And, and like you said there, learning these new services that you can add when you're trying to sell your customer on, on, on uh, you know, what they're, what they're 
investing into their property. Like we, we always try to sell landscape lighting to our customers mm. and that brings a, a really high level of profit because it's, it's so easy. You're already going to be there doing that, that patio, that front walkway, that, that driveway, you know, you might as well make as much money on that project while bringing that customer the most amount of value possible for that investment. So, you know, doing these, learning these new, new services that your business can offer, like landscape lighting, uh, installing gas fire pits, uh, doing that, that outdoor kitchen, you know, just learning these and, and selling your customer on them to bring them the most value, but also to improve your profit percentage on every job that you do is, is so important. Yeah, man, I, I learned landscape lighting the, the hard way. We've cut a lot of landscape lights in my day. And, uh, I, I had to learn how to put that all back together, but yeah, that's, that's a, that's a, that's very good insight right there. And, um, who, who've been some of your guests on the show? Top, uh, we've top, had, top shows here. Uh, we've had Marty Grunder on for the past two episodes talking about, uh, you know, the first consultation with your customer and, uh, and what you should be thinking about with that. Uh, as well as, you know, pre-qualifying your leads, which is, which is also oh, such an yeah. important part of, uh, of of your business and choosing the right customer to, to work with. We've had some awesome hardscapers on the business talking about their business, their systems, their sales process, which has been super valuable. Um, and, and then, you know, just talking about different services that your, your business can offer, like we just talked about briefly there uh, from you know, warming trends, talking about outdoor fire, fire pits and, uh, and, uh, the guys from Alliance Gator Base talking about their synthetic base that you can install. And, and we use that because we are a small business and that gets us in and out of jobs really quickly and, and helps us improve our efficiency, which then helps us, you know, bring in more profits. And, uh, so, you know, the things that we talk about on the podcast, we use in our business and we, we promote in our business. Uh, we're going to get into other things as, as we, as we progress. And as also as my business progress that, that, you know, more topics will be coming available and more people will want to be on the show talking about it. So, you know, lots of exciting things. That was really exciting. Well, guys, it's how to hardscape podcast and you're going to be hearing Mike's commercials in the future. He's, um, hopped on board we're going to be running those commercials on his show so now when you hear his voice you'll remember him from episode 102 and i just think it's important that we're constantly learning and constantly growing even i mean even if your business model is cutting grass or cutting you know pruning and in, in, in cutting trees or installing flowers and sod and plants and and mulch and, and the whole installation route you know, learning, I'm, I'm going to be a listen, a more avid listener of your show, Mike. And I, I definitely want that pre-qualifying your customers, uh, episode. Definitely, uh, take a listen to that because no matter what your service is, those principles carry over like pre-qualifying your customer. It's, you know, learning to vet that customer is something that we all can learn from and just developing that skill of hardscaping because, because you never know down the road, uh, where that could lead. So we're, we're honored to have you on um, board here and uh, we'll do our best to um, get people to how to hardscape. You guys are on iTunes, Google play, all, all the big players or what? Yeah, you can find us anywhere uh, that podcast can be downloaded from. It's how to hardscape podcast guys, make sure you subscribe uh, to the show and uh, get, get all set up with that. And then I see you on Instagram, man, you get a lot of, of views and likes, dude. Uh, what, what it's how to hardscape. That's the Instagram handle. Yeah. At how to hardscape. You can find us, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Now Instagram is, I mean, I, I got to give a big shout out to this community because mm-hmm. our Instagram channel is community driven. We strictly repost our favorite projects that we see uh, from within the industry. So, you know, a big shout out to the community in general, the hardscaping community and the amazing work that they are putting out because, you know, a part of our goal with how to hardscape is to create a sense of pride that we all have with these projects that we're creating to inspire others to start and grow their businesses. I'm still in a growth phase in my business. We're small, do we want to get big? Maybe in the future right now, we're happy where we're at, but you know, just seeing these, these projects that these guys are, are creating, 
uh, just inspires me. And, and we want to get this out there and get people proud of what they're doing, what they're accomplishing in their business, but also to attract people to this industry because it's such an amazing industry. How do you, I'm curious, I mean, you guys go to How to Hardscape on Instagram. It's an incredible page here. So how do you get, I mean, it's beautiful. These are just, so these aren't jobs that you've done. The majority of these, these are, these are other jobs from other companies that how, how did you get permission to post them or how, how do you repost them like this? This is gorgeous. I'm so looking there, through your page there, right now. Go ahead. Yeah. There, there is an app that you can just simply, you, you copy the link from uh, the, the post mm-hmm. and then you bring it over to the app and it allows you to repost it. Now we, we tag everybody, uh, yeah, I in see the that. photo that yeah, we I see post. that. Well, we all we also make a point to tag them in the first the first word of the caption, mm-hmm. so that everybody sees that when they come to that, that they see that that's that person's project. And then we post a story saying new post, and we include you know the the person who's created this project, and in, in, uh, so everybody knows you know whose whose project is being. Uh, input it on our, on our portfolio to, you know, see that they can go visit their portfolio, give them a follow. You know, it's, it's more so about just building a community around these projects that we are posting. Yeah, man, these are beautiful. I'm looking at that pool design and the fire pits and the, just the backdoor outdoor spaces. It's just absolutely stunning. Some of these homes are just gorgeous. I, I love your Instagram and you got great ratios, man. Um, 8,610 followers and, 1000 and just uh very it, it looks really pretty there um scrolling through that so i appreciate what you do for the community with the instagram of course the podcast how to hardscape i messed that one up on my instagram I'm like how the how the how to how to hardscapers <laughs> it's how to hardscape <laughs> uh podcast so go subscribe to mike show listen to mike show you're going to interview me on your show next right that's correct so I'll be a guest on your show. That's that's going to be fun. So we really appreciate. It. Do you have anything else you burning on your heart that you want to share uh, with my audience? No, I mean I I'm I'm just happy to be a part of this industry and to be trying to provide the value that I have to be able to share to to our audience to our community. And it is a very small little piece of uh, you know knowledge that I'm able to share. You know, there's things that I uh, absolutely do not know that other people in our community know, and I'm happy to, you know, get them on our show to share their knowledge so that we can all grow and we can all be successful in our businesses. Yeah, well, we really appreciate you, Mike, and your show's free, obviously, and uh, people can listen. You guys can learn this valuable information of how to hardscape. Uh, we also want to thank today's show's sponsor, yourself, <laughs> um, and they can visit now, if they, now, if you want to visit the website, that's where you can actually purchase the um, the the spreadsheets to 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 know your numbers and to to work through all that, right? Yeah, that's correct. You can just go to howtoartscape.com and you'll find everything there that we're doing, the podcast, the products we offer right now, which is just the spreadsheet. But uh, yeah, everything's there. Yeah, and then Caleb Allman is um how is uh, how to install pavers dot net. And uh, he's got those videos there. You can uh, figure out how to do retaining walls and pavers. Of course, Ring Lawn Care. He has no service. He has no product. He's just a generous guy, wanted to support the show. And Jobber is your business's command center. And uh, you guys, Jobber is offering 14-day free trial. So, And they don't even ask for your card. You just go in there and you can navigate through and see, yeah, this is the CRM that we want to use or uh, whatever questions you have, you got 14 days to really f- figure out if it's uh, what you want to run your business with. And all of those links uh, will be in today's show's notes. So, Mr. Mike, we really appreciate you being on the show. We appreciate you sponsoring the show. And uh, we look forward to hearing your, your ad um, on future episodes. Now people can understand the voice behind the ad. Yeah, absolutely. And Paul, Thank you so much for having me on the show, first of all, but, you know, for providing this industry with the value that you are providing and and 100 episodes is uh, a very amazing thing to be proud of and to celebrate because this takes a a lot of dedication to do a lot of time on your end to do. Uh, So thank you from everybody within the community, I'm sure. 
Absolutely. Well, I look forward to uh, being on your show next, so that's going to be fun. And uh, we just have a couple of announcements here. Uh, Mr. Producer is not here, so hopefully I, I uh, follow my instructions appropriately. I'll tell you what, do you, do you have a producer up there, or how, how do you guys run your back-end work? No, this is literally how to hardscape is just me. Oh, uh, I, wow. I do everything. Man, well, I, I work, you know, I grew up in a radio station, and there's like, 25 people there during the day you know what i mean there's i mean there's only one or two people talking on the radio but it's like all this back-end operations and then when you get into podcasting it's like two three one man cre- i mean it's like it's so different yeah. it's like i'm used to going when i was on primetime and radio like you pull into the radio station and it's like there's so many cars in the parking lot and you're like and then when guests come you know they're tr- they're struggling to find a parking spot and they're like man what's everyone i mean there's you know there's well, 20, 25, 30 people that work there, even though the show's only two people. But uh, podcasting operations are a lot, lot smaller. So, absolutely. For now, man, we're trying to build. That's our vision, though. Like, you know, to have like uh, a big office one day and fly people in and interview them and have like a whole, you know, um, awesome setup and like a gym there and like a uh, studios and like I got the whole thing. I'm dreaming big, dude, but I'm like, why not? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How cool would that be? Fly on into Atlanta. No, absolutely. Come into the studio and uh, have like, we'll have like a coffee bar pre in a green room where you go into and you, you know, we sit there and talk before the show and drink coffee. Then we go into the studio and like, we'll have like a gym there and hot tubs and like, I, I don't know. It's, I'm thinking crazy big, but why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to be there when you when you do do that. Yeah, well, it's down the road, but it's good. It's good to have like, I mean, you know, we start small with our little ragtag teams, and and I I chat off air. Well, we've become we're, we just kind of started becoming friends recently, and I, you know, Julio Tomei. Have you ever listened to his show, The Lawn Care Business Success Podcast? He's from Canada. Yeah, I literally just started listening to it when uh, you introduced me to him. Okay, yeah. So he's my buddy, and, and Brian Fullerton. Do you know him? Brian's Lawn Maintenance from Michigan. Yeah, I follow him on Instagram. Yeah, so and he well, he's coming out with a show at the end of the month. So anyway, these guys are all my friends, and we talk, like, every day. We're, like, on fire with podcasting right now. We're, like, nerds. Like, we, like, sending each other texts, like, dude, you got to buy this cable. And, like, oh, you got to buy this. And, oh, you got to buy this. And we're just – there's so much um, – fire and there's so much momentum and so to meet you know to meet people like you that are linking arms with us and on board it's just like i just i guess i share with these other guys have you ever shared your dream with someone and they like uh they um quenched it or they're like well that's impossible or like that's you know that's not realistic or whatever yeah absolutely and it's uh it's nice to be able to share your dream with somebody that kind of has the same vision or, or your vision aligns in some sort of way yeah, and so anyway, it's good to meet folks like yourself and, and, and Brian and Julia, so many other. Caleb Alma, I was talking to him yesterday, and, like, they're not, they're like, dude, that's awesome. Like, go for it. Like, how can I help? Like, yeah. I, I try to surround myself with folks that, you know, w- want to dream big dreams and, and, and go for it and not just stick to, um, you know, the status quo. And most people that listen to this show, like, if you own your own business, it's like, None of us can do a nine to five. It's just like impossible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like even if you paid me like a lot of money, I don't think I could work a nine to five. I think I would go absolutely crazy. Like I, I want to be creative and, and uh, pursue my dreams and create something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, you know, creating a show like this and creating a community or an audience around the show, you know, these people that are listening in and, and trying to get this knowledge they have the same mindset that they do have these big dreams. So you're, you're creating uh, a vacuum of people around you that have this passion and this dreams that they want to be able to share and, and join in your journey. Yeah. And the coolest thing about community is that like none of us have all the answers. Like you have the answers about hardscaping. I, I mean, I could, I could talk your ear off about sod and, <laughs> and you know, uh, mm-hmm. soil and like, you know, plants and stuff like that. That's my wheelhouse. Yeah, but and, and you know Brian Ring knows about high volume uh, lawn care. Caleb knows about hardscaping, and then uh, you know I recently interviewed some bookkeepers. Like they know more about balance sheets and profit and loss statements, and all of that. But when we all collectively join in in the conversation, then 
all of us get better for it. Like all of our businesses become more sharpened and more successful and more profitable. And so I think it's, I like how it's set up where it's like, we need each other and we need, and and that's the cool thing about podcasting because everyone brings their own little, you know, expertise to the equation and and it it makes this beautiful tapestry. So we're really excited. And uh, yeah, one day when, when we got the big old, I've already had the, uh, the dream, like the, I got it all mapped out. It's just, I, uh, <laughs> I think everything I'm dreaming of, like if I went to a construction, you know, a construction work, well, I actually have a friend that I'm thinking of that's like a construction, you know, they own a construction company and build builders, the word I was looking for. Yeah. They'll be like, yeah, Paul, that's probably like four or $5 million. You know what I mean? Like I got like the whole thing. So I'm just like, it's down the road, but it's like, let's build it, man. Let's go for it. It's going to be fun. All right. Like I said, we have no, uh, we have uh, uh, some some news here that we're going to play. And then uh, Mike and I are actually going to go and uh, we're going to do his podcast. So when are you going to release our episode? Uh, actually, I do not know that quite yet. Um, I have to look at, you know, actually, that's something I need to talk with you off air is how you are able to, you know, keep consistent with your episodes and everything like that. Because Right now we're, we're releasing every Monday, but you know, I've got so many episodes that I want to release multiple times a week now, but then when my season starts, it's going to get busy. So yeah, you've got a lot of things to think about with that question. Yeah. Well, I'll, I don't mind talking about it on air. Like me and Mr. Producer fight about this because he and others are like, Paul, you need a schedule like every Monday at 1 PM or like whatever, like every, you know, every Tuesdays and Thursdays. And like, but I'm like, what happens is. So, like, I think our conversation was, you know, like, it was fun chatting with you today. So, I'm like, once that file's finished and it sits in this folder called how they're um, uh, waiting to be uploaded, um, on you know, on the, the computer that we use, like, I can't just let that file. It just sits in there and I just, like, look at it. I'm like, I'm not willing to let that mm-hmm. sit in there for two weeks. Like, my, I'm like, that's not fair. Like, people should be listening to that. But then, like, Mr. Producer and some of the other guys I talked to start nerding out with algorithms and they're like, well, you know, you'll, there's like these peaks when you look at your chart of, um, you know, the listenership and everything. And they're like, it's better to win all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? Like, let's just, let's just throw it out there and let people listen and let the chips fall where they fall. Cause I, I don't, I'm impatient. And that's, that's, that's to my demise a lot of times. Cause I don't, I don't have patience. You know, like if I'm at the hotel mm-hmm. and you hit the button on the elevator and it turns red, I take my thumb and I keep jamming it like it, like the, the elevator door is going to open quicker. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I just can't sit there and wait. Like I know the button's red. I know it's coming, but I just keep jamming my thumb in the thing. Like, let's go open the door. Come on. Yeah. So I, I say all that to say this, I'm probably not the best to ask. I'd probably ask somebody more polished than me. I just, I, I, uh, now I did it. We did upload the hundredth episode yesterday, 101st this morning. So you and mine episode that will come out tomorrow morning. Um, and then sometimes like stuff happens and like, you know, my grandpa passed away in August. And so it was like, I don't think I uploaded an episode for like two weeks just cause I was crying and I was sad. And it was like, I, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to talk to anybody, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So like life's real and like, there's, there's ebbs and flows to it. So that's my, I mean, mm-hmm. we, we could talk more off air, but just on air, that's my two cents. Mm. Yeah. I, I would say I'm, I'm a patient person. But when it comes to, you know, other people's time, I, that's where I get itchy. That's where like, you know, I'm sitting on all these interviews that people gave me their time for, and, you know, I want to get them out there, but, you know, I've dedicated myself to this every Monday episode release and with all these backed up, you know, we're looking at like two months down the road, they're going to be released, but they gave me their time. So I want to get there, get them out there now. That's where yeah, my mind is. If you have, if you have now, now batching, I've talked with Brian's Law Maintenance a lot about this and uh, everyone's still listening. You're getting the after show. Uh, <laughs> you're getting, uh, you're getting, this is bonus, but we're going to, we're going to air it anyway. But like Brian's going to do, I think every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, but he's been batching all winter because he knows once spring and summer hits with his, um, with his route. Cause he does, he does the high volume lawn cutting, um, business model. So he understands that 
A, it's going to be hard to get guests during peak season. Like, it's easier to get a hold of guests during the winter because a lot of guys are sitting around the fireplace, you know, looking out the window, can't wait till spring, but they got time to chat on podcasts in the winter. So he's loading them up now, and they're going to sprinkle them out on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays during the spring and summer for everyone's listening pleasure. Um, so that's that's pretty smart, but... I would say if you got a if you got a few months of you know stacked up, I would I would probably go you know Mondays and Thursdays. Um, I would mm-hmm. start releasing them twice a week, and then if things get to where you get all caught up and you don't have a reservoir anymore, and getting guests is a little bit more challenging with scheduling because I mean the guests that we have, like we all own our own businesses and we're out, um, like you know it's. Spring and summer, we work more than we do in colder months. You know what I mean? So um, yeah. then you could always go back to once a week or whatever and, fi- and figure it out on the fly. I mean, we, we've done 100 episodes, and a lot of times, you know, Mr. Producer and I are like, we have no idea what we're doing. Like, we're just we're just figuring out as we go. And, uh, you know, you, you, one door opens and an inch, and then it shuts, and then another door opens, and then that one shuts, and the other door flings open. It's just, you, know, you just kind of learn as you go. and. Um, but I, I think producing more often than less often is is what the folks want because we're all out here working and wanting to wanting to listen to this stuff, you know. Right. Yeah. Especially when the season starts, you know, listening to podcasts is is what I've got in my ear all the time when I'm out there working. And uh, yeah, I want more. I always want more. Yeah. Well, there you go. So po- so post. I, I would say add add another day to the every Mondays and and uh, maybe. Friday or Thursdays or when, you know, Monday, Wednesday or Monday or Thursday or something like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Did I say, did I thank all the sponsors, Mike? Yeah, I think okay. you did. All right, good. See, this is where, this is why I need Marty on the other, you know, he, he sits outside <laughs> the window and he's got me. I, I'm all over the place. We're, we're like perfect. Like, you know, how when people get married, like the husband and wife kind of, yeah. we're kind of a perfect couple <laughs> of, of, uh, of, in the broadcasting engineer booth. Cause he, uh, he keeps me focused cause I'm, I'm very unfocused. So with him not here today, I'm, I'm like, man, started talking about pedicures, started talking about who knows what. <laughs> and with all this being live, uh, I guess not really live, but you, you, you don't do any editing. With no, 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 right? no. no. And, I, I, and if you guys are brand new to the show, yeah. If you go back and listen, I, I, well, I tell my guest like, um, uh, Keith Kalfas drops the F-bomb a lot. So that's the only thing we will edit out because folks like yourself that sponsor the show, I'm able to, you know, I'm able to be honest and say it's a it's a clean, family-friendly show in the sense, you, you know, you're not going to hear the F-bomb and you're not going to hear, you know, uh, we keep it clean, you know what I mean? Um, so that's the only thing we'll edit out. But we, we people... You would be surprised how many messages I get. Like people are like the favorite parts of the show are like when we do get into like just talking about stuff. I mean, obviously people want to learn about the nerdy bottom line profits and, you know, how much we should charge per hour and all that nerdy stuff that we need to be excellent at. But they, I mean, people are out working and you're sitting in the bobcat or you're on the mower and you're, I mean, it, you know, it's long days when we do hard work and it's like stories like that are like, fun you know i mean people like that kind of stuff so we we never edit any of that out we've talked about that before because marty was like we should probably cut that out and i said ah who cares keep it and he's like i don't know and i was like just keep it and then people like dude i love when you told that story about the manny petty and stuff like that so we just keep it and and have fun with it the only thing yeah go ahead yeah well one of your one of my favorite episodes of yours that i've listened to was uh, like a two and a half hour episode late at night with, with Keith and uh, who was Spencer. Yeah. Spencer's lawn care and Keith Kalf is we're in there crying and talking about yeah. crazy. I mean, deep stuff. And yeah, so that's, that was obviously all unplanned before that two and a half hour episode. Sean flew from Miami to Ohio, got in the car, drove four hours. So he showed up and he was exhausted and Stanley genetic, um, he, he does a bunch of videos on the YouTube and Instagram and stuff. Have you ever heard of him, the dirt monkey guy, Stanley Genetic? Yeah, literally just before I jumped on the call with you, I was interviewing him. Oh, come on, dude. Come on. Yeah. He's Yeah, he's awesome. So um, he, he was in our hotel room before 
that two and a half hour conversation with Keith and Spence. So we were like so tired and I was about to go to bed and I'm like, uh, and Sean's over there literally nerding out studying the YouTube algorithm, <laughs> literally after a long day of traveling, he's so focused on crushing it on YouTube. He's studying. I'm like, what in the world are you watching, dude? Because it was some, it was some guy with an accent and he, he was breaking down the YouTube algorithm. He's like, I'm trying to get better with my algorithm with, I'm like, dude, that is impressive. And then Keith, um, <clears throat> Keith texts me. He's like, I'm coming over, dude. We're podcasting. I'm coming over. I'm on my way. And so I tried to like present it to Sean. Like, Hey, I tried to make it, like I didn't have a plan B because Keith was already on his way. So I was like, Hey Sean, what would you think about Keith coming over to do a podcast? And cause I didn't want to tell him like, Hey, Keith's coming over, like suck it up. Cause he was my roommate in the <laughs> hotel room. So I was like, just yeah. taking a gamble. Like what if he says no, then I'm going to have to tell Keith, like drive back to your hotel. So I'm like, yeah, what do you think about Keith come over? And he's like, yeah, I guess that's fine. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so it was like 1230 at night when Keith got there, maybe midnight. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's like 230 in the morning and we're crying. And it was, yeah, it was two and a half hours and that was good. <laughs> but it was, it was, that, fun. that was a great episode. Yeah. Go back and listen to that one, guys. I think it was like episode number 75. Um, it, it got real deep and real vulnerable we're all talking about like our wounds and our um struggles and like it was it got it got pretty awesome and uh but it was all spontaneous it was all one plan so that's that's what i like to do another another thing i like to do is i don't i don't like have like an outline all i say is like people are like oh can you text me the points we're going to talk about and i'm like no (laughs) like we're going to just talk and whatever it comes out comes out because that that way it's organic and it's raw and it's real and you can tell it's real you know what i mean like me and you didn't plan anything so we just started chatting and we ended up getting manny petty (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it was a great conversation you know, that's something I spend a lot of time on is, is when somebody asks for an outline, I send it to them. And, and I do edit our, our episodes that I have on the show. So that also takes time. And it, it's something that maybe I should kind of wean away from because that takes a lot of time. And that doesn't allow me to release more than once a week because of that. Yeah, I mean, that's it's up it's up to you. I mean, there's some shows, you know, like uh, <clears throat> Dave Ramsey's a show I listen to. And it's, it's extremely polished and it's all, you know, they got everything down to the second and they got, you know, he's, I don't know how many, he's got 700 people on his team, but I don't know how many people just work on the podcast alone, but it's, it's very tight and it's very easy to listen to. And so there, there is, there is the, the professional feel where everything's tight and highly produced. I I mean, I think that's, that's very important and uh, everything like that. I just, my flavor is like. I just kind of pictured like two dudes like sitting around a bonfire talking like out camping like or out fishing mm-hmm. boating and just like I wanted to get more of a like you know if we're just hanging out grabbing a cup of coffee like and we just had a real conversation because uh, honestly before I started my podcast and I, I know we gotta um we gotta get onto your show and 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 we got time restraints here so I'll, I'll finish with this story I had so many conversations Mike with mentors literally at Panera bread. It's a coffee shop. We got here in Atlanta and, um, in people's family rooms. And I would leave and I would be like, Oh my gosh. Like they just dropped so much knowledge on me. And then like, I would talk to guys who are younger in business than me and they'd be asking me all these questions. And I was like, dude, if I would have recorded that conversation I just had with Kenny or rich or whoever and played it for you, like they answered every single question you're asking me right now. And so that was part of when I really realized I wanted to start the podcast. I'm like, okay, I'm going to just continue the organic, natural flow of talking with people I respect in business. The only difference is I'm going to put a mic in front of them and try to not make it, because some people get nervous or whatever, but try to make them feel as comfortable as possible. I don't get nervous. I like, who cares? Like, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I love yeah. I love being on air. Like, I'm, I mean, my radio, <clears throat> radio show, depending on if it's in primetime or not, it's like, you know, there's tens of thousands of people listening to me and it's like, I'm like, it, it excites me. I'm like, you know, I want to tell a funny joke and make everyone laugh while they're in traffic or whatever. But anyway, uh, I told you it would be 30 minutes and we've gone an hour. So I, I better land the plane here. You got any, any final words, Mike, before I, I start tell, talking about uh, 
did we land on the moon or not? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I got everything off my chest that I wanted to get on uh, on this interview, Paul. And, and right. thanks again for having me. Yeah, absolutely. How to Hardscape, Mike Pletz. Um, you guys go make sure you follow him on Instagram and make sure you follow his podcast. Here are some um, industry news uh, we're going to f- finish up the show with. Well, guys, we are having a blast creating the Green Industry Podcast. Whether we're on the road somewhere, we're back in Atlanta in the studio, we give our best effort to create the highest quality, value-packed show that we possibly can. And we certainly appreciate you taking the time to listen. Now, there are a couple ways you can support the show, and we certainly appreciate it. Number one is to leave a rating and a review in iTunes. We are so thankful to everyone who's taken the time to go and drop however many stars you think the show's worth. It's a five-star system, so obviously, Five stars is the best, but whatever you honestly uh, think the show's worth, we would appreciate that. And then drop a sentence or two, just a quick comment. This feedback helps us structure the shows in the future, and it really means a lot uh, in the iTunes world. So if you could, please drop us a rating and review, and if you've already done so, we want to say thank you. And another way you can support the show is by sharing, sharing, sharing. Word of mouth referrals, as we discussed on the show, are so powerful. And so when you take a quick moment to share the show to your Instagram story or whatever social media platform you use, it means so much so much to us. We appreciate everybody who does this. And if you've been blessed by the show, we want to encourage you to share, share, share. It helps us so much. So thanks for listening. We are just warming up. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, please drop a rating and review and share the show. Thank you.